When we're not in the great outdoors, we're thinking about it. Kender Outdoors. Come on into the camp house and make yourself at home. Hey, welcome back. Good to have you. Kinder Outdoors from the Vineyards Campground and Cabins, our home away from home. Beautiful Grapevine, Texas, out on the lake. Lakefront RV Park and Cabins. Headed for Alaska today, Nome, Alaska, to visit with Bryn Parr. Bryn was first on the show a couple of years ago. She's a biologist there in Alaska, and she studies muskox. Pretty interesting conversation on the way. Also, Joel Colander rejoins us from Rock Island Auction Company. Shopping for a new deer rifle? Don't overlook this option, Rock Island Auction. I'm glad you're with us. Front Door to the Camp House brought to you by Fortiflora from Purina Veterinary Diets, America's number one canine probiotic for a reason. It works. Fortiflora. <laughs> They say pheasant numbers are good in South Dakota this year. Pheasants Forever says that because of timely rains and strong production, hope is running high as we creep up on the fall pheasant season. Things could be as good or maybe even better than last year. South Dakota's 22-23 pheasant season was one of the most successful in recent memory. In fact, harvest surveys conducted by the State's Game, Fish, and Parks Department estimate that hunters bagged more than 1.15 million pheasants last year, the highest total in the last five years. I've asked David Heelan from the Dead Rabbit Lodge in South Dakota to join me on the show next week. I've also asked Keith Shop to join me. Keith has a place in North Dakota, and he's got a kennel full of bird dogs, so that means he has a vast knowledge of what's going on with the pheasants up there. So we'll get a first-hand report from those guys next week. If you're hunting with bow or bird dog in the great state of Montana, watch out. Grizzlies are on the move. It's that time of year. And grizzly bear populations are continuing to become denser and more widespread in Montana, increasing the likelihood that Hunters and residents will encounter them more and in more places. Bears are active right now for longer periods as they consume more food in preparation for hibernation. Further proof that, yes, there is a God, a creator, that this bear would know to lay on the fat right now and take a long winter's nap. A couple of weeks ago, a hunter had to shoot and kill a grizzly. Beatty Gulch, north of Gardner. The grizzly charged the hunter, but he maintained his composure enough to shoot and kill the bear at close range in self-defense. The hunter was not injured. Hey, Matt Carter joins me now from Gatesville, Texas. That's the site of the Texas Trappers and Fur Hunters Association get-together at the Gatesville Civic Center today. Matt, thanks. Welcome to the camp house. We don't hear much about trapping and fur hunting these days. But it's still an active community. It's not dead and gone, is it? No, sir, it's not. Uh, actually, we'll have one in the, the spring as well, coming up again in, in probably April. To and be people decided are, where. For a lot of people, they never think about trapping a raccoon or whatever. 
until he's in their attic. And then they want to learn how to set a trap. <laughs> exactly right. But, yes, but you guys, you guys go about this. Uh, that's that's your form of outdoor recreation and even some income. Yes, sir. Um, primarily, it's uh, you know a lot of the family involvement. You know, you everybody can go and you know ride in the pickup and run traps and learn what's going on and and get out in nature and see what's happening. Find find locations, find tracks, find places of you know try and capture whatever you're after. It's a great way to get kids into the uh, outdoors. Uh, and, you know, when you set that trap, I don't care how old you are. If you're 80, you set that trap and come back the next day, you're excited to go see, aren't you? You betcha. You betcha. Can't wait to get around the corner and look down that Sendero. Can a fellow still make a little money trapping pelts? Do they still bring a little money? Yes, sir. I, actually, I was kind of surprised. Uh, I, of course, trapped back in the fur boom, you know, in the 70s, and and today's prices on some are, are really pretty high, uh, but it takes a select number, just like any other international market, supply and demand, and uh, the, the correct pelts, the right size, right color from the right locations will bring a premium. Uh, for folks that want to know more about the Texas Trappers and Fur Hunters Association, they can join you today in Gatesville, Texas, at the Civic Center. That is correct. Weather permitting, they will have a trap line, and they will actually go out on a ranch locally and check some traps that are there. The rest of the day will be demos, a few vendors, but the main thing is education. Probably will be something about coyotes. Uh, there may be some beaver trapping, and uh, I think we're going to have something on uh, a skunk deal, you know, skunk removal, how, how to oh. do it without getting sprayed. Matt Carter, I sure do appreciate your time with the Texas Trappers and Fur Hunters Association. Y'all have a great time at your convention, okay? Yes, sir. I certainly appreciate it. Gatesville, Texas at the Civic Center today. This corner of the camp house brought to you by Calming Care from my friends at Purina. Calming Care, very gently, over time, settles the overbarker over jumper. If that's your dog, check it out. Calming care. Hey everybody, it's Dominic Zamito with Two Rivers Fly Shop in North Fork, Arkansas. When I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm sure thinking about it with Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. Billy, are you sinking? It looks like you've got a heck of a hole in your waders there. If you sell hunting, fishing, outdoors products, and you'd like to directly speak to folks like me that enjoy the great outdoors, this might be a great place for you to advertise. Kinder Outdoors. We reach many thousands of hunters and fishermen each and every week all across the country and right here at home. This is the perfect place for you to advertise your goods and services. This puts you in the pickup, in the blind, and on the boat when we are. Come see us at kinderoutdoors.com to learn more. Winter at the lake is a wonderful thing. The still, quiet solace of the woods and water at Grapevine Lake offer the perfect opportunity to slow the season down a bit. Tucked away behind a secure gated entry and snuggled on the still shore of Grapevine Lake is the national award-winning Vineyards Campground and Cabins. Full hookups, lightning-fast Wi-Fi, and cable TV at every campsite and cabin keep you connected, even when you're getting away. The vineyard sites and fully furnished cabins are the perfect place to kick off the new year and enjoy the great outdoors. 
Our unique location makes you feel far away from the hustle and bustle when you're just a few blocks from historic downtown Grapevine, the Christmas capital of Texas, offering shops, restaurants, and all the sights and sounds of the season. Cozy cabins, spacious pull-through sites, and a camp store on site to provide whatever you need. Always keeping your health and safety a priority. Come enjoy nature's original way to social distance. Come see us this winter. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins. VineyardsCampground.com John Payne and his Tejas Ranch Fence Company know that there's no cookie-cutter approach. Every job, every ranch, every lay of land is unique and custom. We're able to take a look at the owner's intent, the individual characteristics of the property, and really come up with a solution that works for them. We've got a great team here that has a passion for what we do. Your land, our passion. We love bringing out the best in your property. TejasRanchFence.com When Cinnamon Creek Ranch Wild Game Processing converts your venison or pork into breakfast sausage or ground meat, it's a hands-down hit. But step outside the box this year. Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing has sausages for every taste. I don't know, probably 30 or more. We have German, hickory, hot links, uh, jalapeno, cheese links, regular jalapeno, and cracked black pepper, Cajun sausage, all kinds of sausage. Our chipotle and cheese is actually our number one seller. We just came out with a hatch chili and cheese summer sausage to complement our links. And we also have a uh, Frito chili cheese pie sausage this year, which is kind of off the charts, but the kids love it. So it's kind of one of those new twists. <laughs> Located just north of Fort Worth, Texas, Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing. Experts with all wild game. Visit CinnamonCreekRanch.com. Dove hunting in Argentina is well documented, but as my friends at JJ Caseria, Cordoba Doves will tell you, the duck hunting is unmatched anywhere in the world. Lane Balky is the U.S. representative for JJ Caseria. The duck lodge uh, is in Corrientes. We shoot 30 ducks in the morning and 10 per days in the afternoon. We have 11 different species of ducks. We have a duck season from the 15th of April to the 31st of August. You are assured before you ever leave American soil that you're going to feel welcome and at home when you hunt with your new friends at J.J. Castelleria. Our lodge is beautiful. It's four years old. It has 10 double bedrooms, all with private baths, all heated and air-conditioned. Uh, it's very comfortable. We don't put on air, so you'll feel as relaxed in the lodge as you do in your living room. Hunt world-class doves and ducks in Argentina. Plan next year now by visiting CordobaDoves.com. My name is Jose Grasso, the owner of JJ Caseria. Can see me in Argentina. From the rough brush of South Texas to the thick bush of South Africa, it's Kinder Outdoors. Bow season open here in Texas. It's been so brutally hot all summer, we're finally catching a little break. It's uh, a little bit more comfortable now, uh, certainly, than it was even a week or two ago. Go get in a tree. Make sure you wear that safety harness. And send pictures of the hunt. We want to see what you've been up to, okay? Let's go to Alaska, Nome, Alaska. That's where you have to look to find Bryn Parr. Bryn is a biologist there in the great state of Alaska, and I'm tickled to have you on the show. Thank you, Bryn. Thank you. It's really good to have you here because you're going to give us some insight today 
on a critter that very few human beings will ever experience eyeball to eyeball, and that's the muskox. Uh, pretty, pretty cool and interesting animal as I read about your research. Pretty fascinating, aren't they? They really are. It's uh, a very unique animal, and I'm very grateful that I have the opportunity to study them. So, Bren, how did you end up in Alaska studying muskox? Are you from the lower 48, or are you, is, is Alaska home? No, I grew up in Illinois. Um, I have an uncle up here who flies biologists around, and um, one winter he came back to Illinois for Christmas with all these cool photos of some of the research projects that he had helped out on, and um, it just something finally clicked in my head that there are biologists out there who study animals, and I wanted to be one of them. So um, I shifted gears and decided to go to college to be a wildlife biologist, and then when I graduated with my master's, I bought a one-way ticket to Alaska. See, kids, you can do it. <laughs> yep. How cool is that? Brent is a wildlife biologist in uh, Alaska. I guess you live there uh Nome, and something that Nome residents can do that, I guess, no one else can in the United States is maybe look out the window and see a, a muskox out on the lawn. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a strange <laughs> sight for sure. It takes some getting used to. <laughs> so let's talk about the muskox a little bit. First of all, the the how big is the muskox population and where are they outside of Alaska? Do you know? The current population on the Seward Peninsula, which includes the known population here, um, is estimated to be about 2,100 animals, and I think it's somewhere between 3,500 and 4,000 animals total in the state of Alaska. Um, and then as far as where they're found in the world, you'll find them in Alaska, uh, northern Canada, and Greenland. And that's it. Limited uh, in, in they are muskox are in limited supply. <laughs> and yes. pretty fascinating research. Uh, I, I, I thought, you know, I, I knew nothing about a muskox, and I started reading about your research, and I was uh, I, I was fascinated to hear that they roar, uh, kind of like a lion. Uh, they make a pretty threatening sound, don't they? Yeah, it's a it's a very surprising sound. If you're not looking at them and seeing the animal that's making the noise, um, it can definitely catch you off guard the first couple times you hear it. They also, um, in defense, I guess, because they've got to fight off grizzlies and wolves and some, some pretty bad stuff up there, uh, but they all band together uh, to uh, protect themselves. They do a traditional circling the wagon type defense. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me, typically when a predator comes, they'll circle up and they'll put the babies in the middle and um, the adult heads will be faced out because that's where the horns are and their main method of protecting themselves. They'll also um, form a line sometimes. So if it's just a single predator, they'll line up and all the adults will face that wolf or that bear um, or that human. And then the younger animals will be behind them. And they will venture out. They'll, they'll come eat the, the roses out of the lawn in the summertime, right, and the flowers? Yeah, yep. They enjoy coming into town and um, <laughs> annoying people by eating from their gardens or their flower beds. <laughs> we have that trouble with white-tailed deer in Texas, but we've never <laughs> looked out the window and seen a muskox. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> yep. 
the winters around Nome, Alaska, and in Greenland and places like that are brutal, but these guys are well-equipped for that. They are. They've got super warm fur, so they've got two layers of fur. Um, there's kivia underneath, and that's a super warm. It's eight times warmer than your warmest wool and softer as well. And then they've got the long skirt hairs that help wick off moisture and um, kind of cover the longer parts of their, or, excuse me, cover their legs and keep them well protected. Well, and you guys have done some research, uh, some hair research. It's amazing what you can learn uh, just from a few, few, uh, I guess, follicles or, or hairs removed from uh, the muscat. Yeah, it's pretty fascinating that the long guard hairs will grow continuously throughout life, and it'll just eventually break off when the bottom of that hair hits the ground. But because it grows continuously, you've got up to four years of data basically stored in this single hair. And so um, using cool technology that even I don't fully understand yet, we're able to go in there and pull out different hormones so we can look back in time and see if that was a female if she was pregnant at any time in the last four years we can look at um, a cortisol stress hormone to see how stressed out they got at different times of year um, and we can correlate that to spring or summer or winter um, as well so it's it's pretty fascinating it seems like it's a uh, just so much data that can be pulled out of that here yeah, pretty amazing. Um, this has got to be lonely work. Uh, it's you and a herd of muskox out there. I saw a picture of you. Riley Woodford wrote a great article about the muskox, and there's a picture of you uh, sitting out there on the tundra uh, doing your research, and it's just Bren and the muskox out there. Do you ever talk to the muskox, Bren? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Probably should admit it, but yes, I do. I'll, I'll talk to him and say it's all right. It's this is quick and it's almost over. And thank you for letting me handle you. And yeah, I do talk to them. <laughs> More from Bryn Parr, Nome, Alaska, with her muskox research coming up a little later in the show. Interesting stuff, huh? Bird seasons are upon us. Let's do a little tune-up with our bird dogs. Here's some really valuable information from my friend Ronnie Smith at Smith Kennels up in Oklahoma. Talking about the relationship between owners and trainers. And something, Ronnie, that you guys do that is fundamental uh, in your training is you get the owners involved in that training. And that's a big deal. Right. That is the, one of the biggest keys to our success. What people have to realize is that when you bring a dog to a trainer, regardless of how long you have that dog with the trainer, as soon as you show up as the owner, the dog is going to assume that the relationship is the same, and he's not going to work for you. So that's why we have our owners come as often as they can so that we can make that transition so that when our owner goes home with his dog, they're going to be successful in the field. Yeah, and that's uh, hands-on in the field, walking with you behind that dog and making that transition. How often or, or how soon? in your three-month training program, you recommend someone come on out and see what's going on? The first 30 days, what we're doing is foundation, and it's very repetitive. There's not much change in the dog, and there's really no place that we can put it, uh, the owner. But the second and third month of the program, we invite the owner to come 
as often as they can. We have some people that have driven 12 hours every weekend for eight weekends. And you've taken in dogs. You, you get dogs from California, from all over the country. If you want to get a dog booked into to Ronnie Smith's training program, the key here is get in early, right? Yeah, we've been very blessed um, with the business, and so right now you're going to have to call in advance to be able to get in. We're booking up pretty quick. Yeah, if I've got a puppy uh, right now that's six, eight weeks old, and I'd like to start him when he's a year old, I need to be talking to you about next year now. It's not too early. No, that's right. And, and, and if you do have a puppy, there's some things that you can do. When that puppy's about four, or six, four to six months of age, uh, that's an ideal opportunity to expose that dog to birds, to uh, build on the, the inherent prey job that he's got. And what you're doing, too, is you're just preparing that dog for formal training when he comes of age. You check Ronnie and Susanna at Smith Kennels, and yep, in the fridge you're going to find Fortiflora, America's number one canine probiotic. Let's grab a cup of coffee. If you ever stop just once in West Texas at the very unique Herdware store and visit with the very unique Cecil Miskin, you'll make it a regular stop every time you pass by. We are on US-287, which is one of the oldest and most major U.S. highways still. We are 40 miles south and east of Amarillo. H-E-R-D, Herdware Store. We've got bison leather goods, vests, chaps, dusters, and bison hide coats, bison leather belts and wallets, bison leather shoes, art. We've got western artifacts. We've got native artifacts. The only way we can describe it is all things bison. If you're not interested in bison, don't stop. If you're interested in bison, come on and plan on spending 15 minutes to two hours and enjoy yourself. The only rule that we have in the store, and we've had it for many years, and we've only had one person ever break our rule, is if you're not having fun, we're going to ask you to leave. The most unique stop between the Gulf and the Pacific, Cecil Miskin and the Herdware Store. Herdware.net. Get off the beach and into the action. Enjoy world-class Costa Rican sport fishing with Carib Sea Sport Fishing, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and more. Inshore, offshore, overnight, seamounts. Carib Sea Sport Fishing will work with your group to customize the perfect trip. Half day, full day, every day. Your next getaway is the best ever. Take a look at catchafishincostarica.com. Catchafishincostarica.com. After Red Stick 1. Outdoor author Ken Kirkaby's sequel, Red Stick 2, is a must-read. Virgil Clary is sent to South America, where he uses his unique tracking skills to find an American engineer abducted by revolutionaries. Kirkus Reviews says, assured writing, a locomotive plot, and nonstop suspenseful action in a series that shows no signs of slowing down. Ken Kirkaby is an outdoor writer that truly lives the outdoors, and his books are all available on Amazon. At the Outdoors Tomorrow Foundation, we're really happy to have more than 50,000 kids in school classrooms learning about archery, fishing, boating, and other outdoor skills each year. We're thrilled that we have grown to schools across the United States and continue to grow. We're humbled that teaching wildlife conservation to our future generations have been so eagerly accepted by more than a quarter million kids so far. We're happy, thrilled, and humbled. But we're not stopping. The Outdoor Adventures program in junior highs and high schools across America has proven to be a hit with kids. And in case after case, we've seen Outdoor Adventures' young lives changed. Kids that just were not into school and not involved are now excited to get into the classroom each day because of Outdoor Adventures. 
begins earn classroom credit by learning the outdoor basics and they smile while learning. If you want outdoor adventures in your local school, contact me, Scott McClure. I'm at GoOTF.com. That's Scott at GoOTF.com. If you fry your turkeys during the holiday season and you're tired of the hassle of pots, open flames under hot oil, and sticky, oily messes, then it's time to take a good look at the Cajun Fryer by R&V Works. The original, the last fryer that you'll ever need to purchase. Cajun Fryer puts pro-level frying gear in your backyard or hunt and fish camp. These are high-performance, low-maintenance deep fryers that feature the heat source in the oil. Your oil heats from the inside out. If your family loves a fish fry, Cajun Fryer is a must. Because the heat source is suspended in the oil, small crumbs and pieces that burn fall to the bottom. So your oil stays much cleaner, many times lasting the entire year. Often imitated, never duplicated. Don't be fooled. Take a look at the original Cajun Fryer at CajunFryer.com. Fresh, crisp, delicious every time. CajunFryer.com. It is the dream of the animal rights fanatics to suppress your most natural connection to the earth. To sell you a life filled with urban fascinations. To ignore that death is life's unwavering partner. Together, creating a relationship between predator and prey that makes it possible for us all to survive. To the hunter, this world's most honest steward, these fantasies are the poisonous, perverted manipulations of social misfits who would take this planet hostage. They should startle you and awaken you to trust the hunter in your blood. Screen that porch in just for you. Glad you enjoy it. You're in camp with Kinder Outdoors. I was talking to my friend Kevin Wellborn at Joshua Creek Ranch down in the Texas Hill Country the other day, and he told me something pretty cool. Joshua Creek Ranch is now the only Orvis fly fishing school in Texas. If you're interested, they're going to hold class next summer. I cannot think of a better place to go to school <laughs> than Joshua Creek Ranch. Five-star everything. Joe and Ann Kercheval have built a incredible place down there. The lodging, the dining, the guides, the everything is as good as it gets. Learn more about Joshua Creek Ranch when you come see me at kinderoutdoors.com. Well, let's go from Nome, Alaska to Rock Island, Illinois. That's where Joel Colander is standing by at Rock Island Auction Company. Joel, it's always fun to talk to you. Welcome back. Billy, it is a pleasure as always. It's always so cool to talk to you because sometimes you've got Teddy Roosevelt's guns for sale. Sometimes you guys uh, deal with a lot of very historic guns. Just give, give people an example 
what some things you guys have featured at Rock Island Auction Company? It's a, it's incredible. Oh man, that's a good one. Uh, of course, we actually made this year's Guinness Book of World Records uh, because last year we sold Han Solo's blaster pistol from the original Star Wars movie. <laughs> that's greatness. <laughs> Just over a million dollars. I know it's not your typical firearm, but oh my goodness. But you're right. We have done Teddy Roosevelt, Alexander Hamilton, Elvis Presley in our last auction. One of his revolvers went over uh, just at, at $200,000. So, Celebrity Arms, no stranger here. Yeah. No, you guys, if it if it's out there, uh, you want to check with the guys at Rock Island Auction Company because they know all about it, I promise you. And I don't want guys to think that you're – because I they hear – you and me talking about the spectacular, like Teddy Roosevelt mm-hmm. and Elvis. Uh, but I want people to realize that if you're looking for a, a rifle for deer season, this is a very good opportunity for you to uh, do a little shopping, get a bargain. And no matter what you're looking for, it's there. Oh, absolutely. They're they're catering to collectors and shooters and hunters at all levels. So, yeah, everybody hears about the six-figure guns, and those are impressive. They're world-class items. But, man, this not, not at the expense of just everyday gun owners who want to go out and shoot or go out and hunt. Um, in fact, between right now and our next big December premiere, we're going to have three separate sales. Each one's going to be about probably a 1,000 guns. And wow. it'll have, like you said, everything, whether you want uh, small bore, big bore, shotguns for goose or duck, or whether you walk in a field, or if you're looking to do a little handgun hunting, um, and again, whether it's modern, if you're looking for an old classic lever action, it's it's all things for all for all folks. You guys do a really good job, and you must never sleep. You must be up day and night of of documenting each and every piece in your auction. Uh, for example, a Remington Model 7400 carbine. You click on that, and it gives you all the information that you would like to know, like. Excellent near new condition, 95 to 98 percent. You, you really break it down. Do a great job. Tell us what the wood is like, uh, what the barreling's like, uh, everything that we need to know. Uh, so you're not going into this blind. Absolutely. I mean, you, as, as gun guys, you know, you got to know what you're going to spend your money on before before you place the bid. And we really try our best to do that. Not to represent them any worse or better than the guns are. They just have to stand for themselves. Uh, a good, honest representation. And if people need more information, boy, we get questions before every auction, like hundreds of questions, or requests for additional photos. You know, someone wants to see uh, the, a different marking or, or inside the chamber or anything like that. Like, they're happy to do that if it helps people, you know, feel a little more confident in placing those bids. I, I've got a question. I want to know if I'm, if I'm, first of all, how easy is it for me to create an account and then how easy is it to, to bid? How easy is it to then get my firearm if I win the bid? Well, it's all we try to make about about like falling off a log. Uh, <laughs> That's reg- good. No, it is. I, no, can of do, course. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> Our auctions, of course, predate a lot of the Internet. So for those who aren't necessarily the most tech savvy, we've got you covered. We, um, you can give us a phone call. We'll take care of things that way. We still have people who mail in or fax in their bids. We do, we accommodate for just about everything. But I will say the internet makes it a heck of a lot easier. And that's where you, you know, can review all the photos and you can, you know, read the descriptions that you were talking about. Um, but the internet provides you a couple options. One is just, uh, well, first of all, you sign up, you just punch in your information and 
you're basically able to go in and place a bid. Very good. That's about and if as I easy. Win, if I win the bid? Win the bid. If, uh, if it's legal for you to own, we'll ship it to you. You get all the info together. You're very careful, very legal. Oh, absolutely. Yep, we uh, we wouldn't be in business long if we weren't. As, as I'm sure you've heard on the news, there's a few places that, that have had their troubles uh, staying on the right side of things. But uh, not a problem here, and the shipping is ridiculous. Uh, I can't tell you how many emails we get or comments on social media like, you turned my gun into a mummy, and it is. It's the most protected, like they wrap areas of, of like that would protrude, like you remove a bolt handle, you wrap the front sight extra just to make sure it's not going to like, poke through any padding they just go above and beyond to make sure that these things get to you in the same condition they left our building all right and uh hey listen uh something you've got more october auctions coming up um just right around the corner and not only sporting guns that's correct yep our next one will be um october 18th that's one of those one day sales i was telling you about but it's 969 lots so significantly larger than most little little sales uh you'll find and there's modern stuff, there's hunting stuff, there's big hunting stuff. Uh, I was checking the, the listings yesterday. There's, there's a gun in 416 Rigby, and there's a 458 Win Mag, and that's a um, Winchester Model 70 Super Grade. Like, oh, just a, just a honey of a rifle. This is a Kinder Outdoors Conservation Minute, a focus on people that make a difference. Freedom Hunters. They say thank you to our very bravest and finest in a very special way. Uh, we're a 501c3 military outreach program. We take servicemen and their families out on outdoor ventures, mainly hunting, fishing, shooting trips all around the country and internationally, too. These trips are more than a thank you and a good time, far more. It invigorates them. The healing comes out of it. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing. I started it just as a thank you, as a give back. I had no idea the therapeutic value of these hunts. I mean, it, it just it changes them. You can see it in their eyes. When they show up at camp, they're quiet and, and reserved. By the end of, end of camp, they're opened up and, uh, you know, chatting with other veterans. It's amazing. You can go on our website. We've got a donation button. Or just email us and say, hey, here's the opportunity. We'll fit a vet into that opportunity, whatever it is. Freedomhunters.org. Preserving what we love and educating the next generation every day. To learn more, visit us at kinderoutdoors.com. Hey, even if your wife doesn't hunt, she will love spending time at Joshua Creek Ranch. I promise you. Book your hunt. Hunt with the best upland outfit on planet Earth, Joshua Creek Ranch. Only fair that I warn you, though, that when you take your wife, she's going to want to walk along with you on that first-class, five-star upland bird hunt, and she's going to absolutely flip head over heels for those little English cockers flushing and retrieving your birds. <laughs> pheasant, quail, and chucker. When that little cocker puts his whole heart into it and brings that pheasant that's as big as he is right back to hand, you're going to be on the waiting list for pups at Joshua Creek Ranch. Learn more about my dear friends at Joshua Creek when you visit me at kinderoutdoors.com. Hey, I want another cup of coffee and stretch my legs for a minute, maybe a sausage and biscuit too. But when we come back, we're going to finish our conversation with Joel Colander with Rock Island Auction Company up in Rock Island, Illinois. Big news, North Texas, Dallas-Fort Worth. 
We'll talk about that with Joel when we come back. Also, it's back to Nome, Alaska to conclude our conversation with biologist Bryn Parr. I'm professional angler Kevin Van Dam. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm sure thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Hi, I'm Corey Mason, CEO for DSC, inviting you to the 2024 DSC Convention and Sporting Expo. Again, we will be at the K. Bailey Hutchison Convention Center in Dallas, January 11th through the 14th. This celebration of conservation, education, and advocacy work is enjoyed by outdoors men and outdoors women from around the globe. Do you want to hunt Alaska, Africa, Scotland, or even just down the road from home? The DSC Convention and Sporting Expo will feature outfitters from every spot you can dream of. Fine art, clothing, jewelry, gear, and terrific opportunities await you and your family this January in Dallas. Nightly banquets, fabulous auctions both in person and online. Raffles for dream trips and gear. The 2024 DSE Convention and Sporting Expo at the K. Bailey Hutchison Convention Center in Dallas, January 11th through the 14th. Get more details about the auctions, banquets, hotels, and more at biggame.org. If you love to hit the woods with a bow in your hand, now is the time to visit Cinnamon Creek Ranch Archery. You know, it is a buyer's year. And what I mean by that, no matter which brand you choose, whether it's a Hoyt, Matthews, PSC, Bowtech, it's going to be a good year to purchase a bow because everybody has something really good to offer. When you visit with the pros at Cinnamon Creek Archery, you're talking to guys that live this stuff day in and day out. We are a tribe before you buy shop. Not to mention, altogether, we've got a well over 100 years of experience. So it's something that we do on a daily. I know I hunt two or three times a, a, a week, whether you know it's season or not. So we can definitely help you with that stuff. Cinnamon Creek Archery has practice ranges indoors and out. The static bags is just a range that has distances out to 100 yards. Uh, we also have four 3D courses. Each one of those has approximately 20 targets on it. We have a 30-yard upstairs range, and we have a 20-yard downstairs range. Come see us right now at CinnamonCreekRanch.com. Crappie anglers, tired of tying knots? Hey, Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie here to tell you about the all-new Add-A-Hook by Bullet Weights. The Add-A-Hook is designed to put a hook on your line without using any knots or cutting your line. Hold the Add-A-Hook next to your fishing line, then wrap the line five times around each side. Pull your line into the clips, and bam, you're ready to go, and it will not slip. I can tie a double crappie rig in 30 seconds when it takes up to six minutes to tie one with all the knots. Add a hook is made of stainless steel, no rust, flexible, and tough. Mr. Crappie and Bullet Weights has made it better, faster, and easier for crappie fishermen to get back in the water catching more crappie than ever. Bullet Weights has a full line of Mr. Crappie double mental rigs for trolling and vertical fishing. The Mr. Crappie Troll Tech rigs are designed to troll in shallow waters and heavy cover, keeping two baits close together without hanging up. Also, don't forget Mr. Crappie Slow Troll and Double Drop Crappie Rigs. Pre-tied with number two hooks, double swivel weights, and eight-pound line. Tie one on today. Look us up at bulletweights.com. When that buck of a lifetime finally shows himself and your years of preparation successfully collide with golden opportunity, you'll want to preserve that memory for a lifetime. Make sure that you're as well prepared for what happens after the shot as you were leading up to it. Don't take chances with your taxidermy work. Roy Holdridge and True Life Taxidermy in Granbury, Texas, have taken care of my fondest outdoor memories for more than three decades. Fish, fur, feathers, all meticulously brought to True Life. 
The finest details matter to Roy and the artist at True Life Granberry. True Life has been called upon to handle the precious memories of hunters and anglers from around the globe. Interstate and international trophy transport is turnkey with True Life, and they can handle all of your wild game meat processing as well. True Life Taxidermy, 4303 East Highway 377 in Granbury, Texas, and online at truelifetaxidermy.org. Share our campfire and a good story or two. Kinder Outdoors. Hey, if you're down in the Waco, Temple, Colleen, Texas area, here's something pretty cool kind of in your neighborhood today. You ought to check it out. It is the Texas Trappers and Fur Hunters Association uh, get-together. They're at the Gatesville Civic Center. Effective methods to minimize damage from feral hogs, coyotes, bobcats, beaver, and a whole lot more. And a field trip if you get there early enough and if the weather doesn't knock them out. You're going to go run a trap line. Pretty cool. The Texas Trappers and Fur Hunters Association Fall Rendezvous at the Gatesville, Texas Civic Center today. Let's get back to Rock Island, Illinois. My friend Joel Colander with the Rock Island Auction Company. Joel, I'm all fired up. I know a lot of my buddies here in Texas are all fired up because a brand new Brand new Rock Island Auction Company store is opening up in Dallas-Fort Worth this December. That's right, right in Bedford, Texas. Uh, it'll be, of course, the first auction at that location, December 8th through 10th, and it's going to be the biggest gun auction Texas has ever seen. That's what we're, we're going to start things off on the right foot. <laughs> and when it's big, when it's Rock Island big, it is big. Can people attend that in person? Can they, can they be there? free and open to the public uh, all three days. That's, again, the 8th through 10th, but the day before December 7th, that's going to be uh, the preview day. So come in, and you can look at and inspect and touch anything in the auction. Again, you don't know what you're going to spend your money on before you bid it, but even if you don't bid, we encourage people to come and, and just, I mean, it's an education walking around a room with, with guns filled like that. I know a lot of people in this town, Joel, a lot of people that go to every conservation banquet there is because they want to bid on the rifles and the shotguns and uh, the pistols. Uh, and there's maybe, on a good day, maybe six of them up for, for bid. Uh, mm-hmm. And this is a little bit bigger than that. Bedford, Texas, uh, December 7 and 8, go in and take, take uh, uh, 7, 8, I guess 7, 8, 9, uh, go in on the seventh, get a hands-on, first-hand look at everything in the auction. Cool. Yeah, yeah. One-day preview, three-day auction. I think we'll have about twenty-one. It should be over twenty-one hundred lots over the course of three days. And let me tell you, we knew it's in Texas, so we're bringing a lot of Texas history with oh, us. Oh, cool. Whether it's um, Frank Hamer, the Rangers, whether it's uh, Colt Texas Pattersons, whether it's Walkers that served in Texas. Uh, we've got a couple other Ranger guns that are coming with. It's just, it's going to be something. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'll be there front and center. Joel, always a pleasure talking to you. Will you visit with me again as we get closer to the big uh, Bedford sale? I probably won't be able to contain myself. <laughs> okay, I'll be back in touch. Always a pleasure, Joel. Have a great weekend. Billy, thanks very much. And if uh, people, of course, get any questions on anything, they can give us a shout uh, on the telephone. We'd be happy to help them through it. 
If you're like me, you love to hunt chuckers, but you don't want to go to Idaho and climb 2,000 feet to get him. <laughs> go to Joshua Creek Ranch. Those gentle rolling hills in the Texas Hill Country feature hard flying chuckers, pheasants, and quail. Book your hunt now with Joshua Creek Ranch. Learn more about my friends there at kinderoutdoors.com. Let's get back to Nome, Alaska now. Thanks for hanging on, Bryn. Bryn Parr, biologist studying muskox. And I found it interesting uh, that a dainty young thing like you, to get close to these muskox, you have to jump out of a helicopter. Is that right? <laughs> Sometimes. It depends on what we're doing. But, yeah, one of the current projects that we're working on, we're trying to determine when and why younger muskox die. And so the best way that we found to do that was to put collars on them when they're first born, anywhere from a day to two weeks old, um, and to catch them at that age, uh, yeah, we, we jump off the helicopter skid. We'll come in low, and the calves aren't able to keep up with the adults yet, so they'll just naturally fall behind when the group takes off running. And um, we'll be one of us will be stationed on that skid, and as we get close, we'll just take a little jump off and catch the calf and put a collar on it quick and let it go. How long does that take total from the time you leave the skid of that helicopter to the time you're finished with your work? Uh, the average time this past spring was 16 seconds. Oh, yeah. You've got to get it done fast because I'm thinking Mama Muskox over there is not real happy with you guys, you know, whatever you're doing to that cat. <laughs> they are not happy at all. Um, and we, <clears throat> they're just a... They're a very unique animal, and it doesn't take much for the mama to just forget that she had a calf and walk away. So we're, we try to minimize scent transfer, so we'll wear gloves and we'll wear leg uh, booties that will minimize the smell of humans touching that animal. The collars, we'll throw in a bag of tundra ahead of time so that the collar smells like the tundra that the animals are out on. And then, yeah, we, we try to minimize and make that collaring process as fast as possible to get the calf back with mom as fast as possible. What do these collars tell us? When you collar these calves, what, what, is, what information are you looking for? It is basically alive or dead, and we can, as long as we're out flying, we can track their movements. So the collar is equipped with a motion sensor, and if that animal stops moving, whether it's because the collar fell off or because the animal died, that collar stops moving and eventually the signal switches over and says, hey, I'm dead, come find me. Um, so we'll go out and we'll investigate and try to figure out what happened. Um, and then they're not GPS equipped. They don't give us a location every day in order to find that collar or find the animal. We have to be out physically radio tracking either from the air or from the ground. The muskox, not very many people uh, realize and know that we have uh, a healthy herd of muskox in Alaska, in the United States, but uh, just like our white-tailed deer or anything else, these numbers must be managed. Um, the herds must be managed. So there's active hunting of the muskox, right? There is, yes. And you can, I guess, learn more about that through, uh, through the state of uh, Alaska with the fishing game folks up there and they can they can tell you about that and and i would think um that brent your work and the work of other biologists there uh determines the season length just like in the lower 48 with our ducks or anything else uh season length and and uh herd control how many numbers you need to 
to take out. Yeah, that's part of the study on the Seward Peninsula here is aimed at, at determining that. So we're looking at the calf mortality, how many of them die and when and what do they die from. But as part of that, we're also looking at the importance of mature bulls. We're correlating, okay, does this calf die? How many mature bulls were in the group with it? Um, do we need a certain number of mature bulls per group in order to increase the chances of survival? Um, and so basically when we're done with this study, what we hope to take away is looking at how many of the calves survive to be recruited into the population and then also just how important are those bulls to that calf survival. Mm -hmm. I was interested uh, in when I, when I was reading, uh, there was a paragraph entitled Other Ways to Die, of course, talking about wolves, talking about bears uh, in these mortality rates. And a couple of really odd things have happened through the years. I guess uh, there's there's proof that uh, wolverines killed a calf at one time, and even golden eagles uh, with their powerful talons killed a calf at one time. So, you know, basically, if you're a muskox calf uh, in Alaska, everything's out to get you. Yes. For that first month, you're pretty susceptible to just about anything. Do you ever want to take them home and, like, raise them for the first 60 days in the spare bedroom? <laughs> it has crossed my mind, but I don't think my dog would approve. <laughs> that may not work out too well. Well, hey, it is absolutely fascinating. Uh, Bren Parr is a wildlife biologist studying the muskox in Alaska, and I highly recommend you come to my, my website, kinderoutdoors.com. We've got the article by Riley uh, Woodford linked up there so you can read it uh, for yourself. And, and learn more about Bren's good work. Thank you so much for the for the muskox education today, Bren. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. And one of these days, I'm gonna I'm gonna call you and say, Bren, I'm coming to the airport. Pick me up. Show me a muskox. <laughs> you might not even need my help. You'll probably see him as the plane comes into land. <laughs> You're in good conservation company with Kinder Outdoors. You know, when I look around at top-notch guys like Tom Dockin up in Minnesota, Ronnie Smith in Oklahoma, other top dog trainers across the country, as a matter of fact, 89% of the field trial champion dogs are fed Purina Pro Plan Performance Formula in the Purple Sport Bag. That tells me everything I need to know. All of the nutrition and hustle that my bird dog needs is in pro plan and that's why i fed it to my hard-working bird dogs and lovable lap dogs for about three decades now purina pro plan is at atwood's ranch and home stores matt carter sent me a note uh i guess a, a month or six weeks ago uh, and he was advising me of the texas trappers and fur hunters association get together in Gatesville, Texas, at the Civic Center, located there on Veterans Memorial Drive in Gatesville. Uh, it got underway yesterday morning, and today is the final day. I wish I had the freedom to uh, get down there and attend today. I just have too much going on. But this is a gathering of landowners, wildlife managers, trappers, and fur harvesters 
with instructors from across the nation offering free of charge to you and me a diversified program of wildlife management techniques, effective methods to minimize damage from feral hogs, that's a big deal, coyotes, bobcats, beaver, and a whole lot more. The Texas Trappers and Fur Hunters Fall Rendezvous, Texas Trappers and Fur Hunters Association. Website, ttfha.com. And I've got Matt Carter on that Kinder Outdoors trot line right now. Matt, sure good to have you on the show. Welcome. Yes, sir. It's good to talk to you. Uh, I wanted to visit with you a little bit because you guys are having your annual get-together at the Gatesville, Texas Civic Center today. And this is a, a group of folks, the Texas Trappers and Fur Hunters Association, uh, that is kind of keeping the candle burning as far as trapping and fur hunting goes here in the state of Texas. It's not dead, is it, Matt? No, sir, it's not. Uh, actually, we'll have one in the, the spring as well, coming up again in, in probably April to and be people decided are, where. For a lot of people, they never think about trapping a raccoon or whatever until he's in their attic. And then they want to learn how to set a trap. <laughs> exactly right. But, yes, but you guys, you guys go about this. Uh, that's that's your form of outdoor recreation and even some income. Yes, sir. Um, primarily, it's uh, you know a lot of the family involvement. You know, you everybody can go and you know ride in the pickup and run traps and learn what's going on and and get out in nature and see what's happening and find. Find locations, find tracks, find places to, you know, try and capture whatever you're after. It's a great way to get kids into the uh, outdoors. Uh, and, you know, when you set that trap, I don't care how old you are. If you're 80, you set that trap and come back the next day, you're excited to go see, aren't you? You betcha. You betcha. Can't wait to get around the corner and look down that Sendero. Can a fellow still make a little money trapping pelts? Do they still bring a little money? Yes, sir. I, I actually, I was kind of surprised. Uh, I, of course, trapped back in the fur boom, you know, in the 70s. And, and today's prices on some are, are really pretty high. Uh, but it takes a select number. Just like any other international market, supply and demand. And uh, the, the correct pelts, the right size, right color from the right locations will bring a premium. Uh, for folks that want to know more about the Texas Trappers and Fur Hunters Association, they can join you today in Gatesville, Texas, at the Civic Center. That is correct. Weather permitting, they will have a trap line, and they will actually go out on a ranch locally and check some traps that are there. The rest of the day will be demos, a few vendors, but the main thing is education. Probably will be something about coyotes, uh, there may be some beaver trapping, and uh, I think we're going to have something on uh, a skunk deal, you know, skunk removal, how, how oh. to do it without getting sprayed. Matt Carter, I sure do appreciate your time with the Texas Trappers and Fur Hunters Association. Y'all have a great time at your convention, okay? Yes, sir. I certainly appreciate it. I was at an Atwoods Ranch and Home Store in Wichita Falls, Texas, a few years ago, and a lady came up to me. Uh, talking to me about the greatness of ProPlan performance in the Purple Sport Bag, 30% protein and 20% fat. And I said, oh, okay, do you have pointers, retrievers, cow dogs? What kind of 
hard-working dogs do you have? She said, no, I have a house dog, a lap dog, that has trouble putting on weight and maintaining weight. That 30-20 that ProPlan Performance offers was perfect for her dog. There's all kinds of dogs, and that's why there's all kinds of ProPlan formulas waiting on you at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Texas, Kansas, and Missouri. I was talking about chuckers earlier and how much easier they are to hunt at Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country than, uh, say, Idaho or Nevada, up and down those tall, rocky hills and mountains. But if you are one of those hunters that likes to haul the dogs to Nevada, that annual chucker forecast is out. And the statewide general chucker season opener right around the corner. You're going to have to hit the road pretty quick. It's next Saturday, October 14th. Nevada chucker numbers up 62%. I'm Stephen Scott with the Midwestern State University Bass Team. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Get off the beach and into the action. Enjoy world-class Costa Rican sport fishing with Carib Sea Sport Fishing. Marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and more. Inshore, offshore, overnight, seamounts. Carib Sea Sport Fishing will work with your group to customize the perfect trip. Half day, full day, every day. Your next getaway is the best ever. Take a look at catchafishincostarica.com. Catchafishincostarica.com. For years now, you've heard me talking about how I love buffalo wool products for keeping me warm in extreme cold and cool in extreme heat. Well, I'm not the only guy to catch on to buffalo wool. Craig Boddington hunts all over the world. He does it in buffalo wool. The buffalo wool company didn't even know he was using the product until he sent them a note. That was just overwhelming and mind-blowing and and such a gracious thing. Mr. Boddington is just the coolest guy ever. And it's really neat finding out that somebody is using your product, doing something amazing. Was it last year, the um, guy that won this, the CV series alone, Clay Hayes, on TV, somebody sent us a picture of our socks hanging in his little shed there that I had no idea that somebody would be doing that, but it's neat. And then the, the number of mushers that we get to see using it, and we've now become fans of the sport because, because they're using it. Professional hunters, anglers, survivalists, and mushers depend on the Buffalo Wool Company to stay warm. You can too. TheBuffaloWoolCo.com Pigs, white-tailed deer, exotics, livestock. The pros at Tejas Ranch Fence have long-lasting answers. Fences today that we're building are wires have warranties of 20, 25 years. But the coatings that we're using on fences today are triple the protection of coatings that were used 25 years ago. Protect your investment with the very best. Learn more at TejasRanchFence.com. From the deck of your private cabin overlooking the confluence of the famous White and Norfolk Rivers at Norfolk Resort Trout Dock, you can see crystal clear running waters that hold one of the world's greatest populations of rainbow and brown trout. In fact, this is the home of world record trout. You might be distracted, though, by the beautiful rolling Ozark Mountains that hold you during your stay. Just up the road a few miles is incredible bass fishing for largemouth, smallmouth, and spots. You'll find the best guides in the business at Norfolk Resort, and your boat is just a short walk from your cabin. 
your guide will find a gravel shoal perfect for preparing a hot shore lunch with fresh caught trout and all the trimmings. You'll think about a nap after lunch, but there's more fish to catch and river to explore before retiring to your fully furnished riverside hideaway. Sound good? Of course it does. Norfolk Resort Trout Dock in Norfolk, Arkansas. NorfolkResort.com After spending a few days at Joshua Creek Ranch, I describe it as a sportsman's nirvana. We love creating a unique experience for each of our guests. You know, the interests can vary here from wing shooting to deer hunting to fly fishing to river kayaking. So we have a great variety of guests, and um, we like for them to enjoy everything we have to offer. As I enjoyed the birth of a new day over the rolling hill country ranch that is Joshua Creek, I was amazed at the wildlife, quail, pheasants, native white-tailed deer, trophy class axis deer. We've worked hard on the habitat, planted improved grasses, really with the help of some wildlife biologists studied what would make the best habitat to keep our game here. Mm -hmm. We can hunt easily six, seven, eight groups. And we don't try to do it on 40 acres. I mean, these people get to walk. They get to see some country. Joe and Ann Kirchival invite you to enjoy this free-range ranch just northwest of San Antonio. Visit JoshuaCreek.com. Camphouse floor creaks a little, but don't worry. You're on solid ground with Tender Outdoors. Hey, if you've been shopping for a new deer rifle, maybe a new pistol uh, to have fun down at the range, personal defense, whatever, here's kind of a non-traditional route that you may want to take a look at. Auction. Rock Island Auction. My friend Joel Colander uh, from Rock Island Auction, Rock Island, Illinois, will join us. A little later on. Right now, though, how about a trip to Alaska? Bryn Parr is a biologist there in Alaska, and hey, it's really good to have you on the show. Bryn, welcome. Thank you. It's really good to have you here because you're going to give us some insight today on a critter that very few human beings will ever experience eyeball to eyeball, and that's the muskox. Pretty, pretty cool and interesting animal as I read about your research. Pretty fascinating, aren't they? They really are. It's uh, a very unique animal, and I'm very grateful that I have the opportunity to study them. So, Bren, how did you end up in Alaska studying muskox? Are you from the lower 48, or are you is, is Alaska home? No, I grew up in Illinois. Um, I have an uncle up here who flies biologists around, and um, one winter, he came back to Illinois for Christmas with all these cool photos of some of the research projects that he had helped out on, and um, it just something finally clicked in my head that there are biologists out there who study animals, and I wanted to be one of them. So um, I shifted gears and decided to go to college to be a wildlife biologist, and then when I graduated with my master's, I bought a one-way ticket to Alaska. See, kids, you can do it. <laughs> yeah. How cool is that? Bren is a wildlife biologist in Alaska. I guess you live there, Nome, and something that Nome residents can do that I guess no one else can in the United States is maybe look out the window and see a, a muskox out on the lawn. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a strange <laughs> sight for sure. It takes some getting used to. <laughs> 
So let's talk about the muskox a little bit. First of all, the the how big is the muskox population, and where are they outside of Alaska? Do you know? The current population on the Seward Peninsula, which includes the known population here, um, is estimated to be about 2,100 animals, and I think it's somewhere between 3,500 and 4,000 animals total in the state of Alaska. Um, and then as far as where they're found in the world, you'll find them in Alaska, uh, northern Canada, and Greenland. And that's it. Limited uh in in they are muskox are in limited supply <laughs> and yes. pretty fascinating research uh i i i thought you know i, I knew nothing about a muskox and i started reading about your research and i was uh i, I was fascinated to hear that they roar uh kind of like a lion uh, they make a pretty threatening sound don't they yeah it's a uh... It's a very surprising sound. If you're not looking at them and seeing the animal that's making the noise, um, it can definitely catch you off guard the first couple times you hear it. They also, um, in defense, I guess, because they've got to fight off grizzlies and wolves and some, some pretty bad stuff up there, uh, but they all band together uh, to uh, protect themselves. They do a traditional circling the wagon type descent. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me, typically when a predator comes, they'll circle up and they'll put the babies in the middle and um, the adult heads will be faced out because that's where the horns are and their main method of protecting themselves. They'll also um, form a line sometimes. So if it's just a single predator, they'll line up and all the adults will face that wolf or that bear um, or that human. And then the younger animals will be behind them. And they will venture out. They'll they'll come eat the, the roses out of the lawn in the summertime, right, and the flowers? Yeah, yep. They enjoy coming into town and <laughs> um, annoying people by eating from their gardens or their flower beds. <laughs> we have that trouble with white-tailed deer in Texas, but we've never <laughs> looked out the window and seen a muskox. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> yep. Uh uh, the winters around Nome, Alaska, and in Greenland and places like that are brutal, but these guys are well-equipped for that. They are. They've got super warm fur. So they've got two layers of fur. Um, there's kivia underneath, and that's a super warm. It's eight times warmer than your warmest wool and softer as well. And then they've got the long skirt hairs that help wick off moisture and um kind of cover the longer parts of their, or excuse me, cover their legs and keep them well protected. Well, and you guys have done some research, uh, some hair research. It's amazing what you can learn uh, just from a few, few, uh, I guess, follicles or, or hairs removed from uh, the muskox. Yeah, it's pretty fascinating that the long guard hairs will grow continuously throughout life, and it'll just eventually break off when the bottom of that hair hits the ground. But because it grows continuously, you've got up to four years of data basically stored in this single hair. And so um, using cool technology that even I don't fully understand yet, we're able to go in there and pull out different hormones so we can look back in time and see if that 
was a female, if she was pregnant at any time in the last four years, we can look at um, a cortisol stress hormone to see how stressed out they got at different times of year. Um, and we can correlate that to spring or summer or winter um, as well. So it's it's pretty fascinating. It seems like it's a, just so much data that can be pulled out of that here. Yeah, pretty amazing. Um this has got to be lonely work. Uh, if you and a herd of muskox out there, I saw a picture of you. Riley Woodford wrote a great article about the muskox, and there's a picture of you uh, sitting out there on the tundra uh, doing your research, and it's just Bren and the muskox out there. Do you ever talk to the muskox, Bren? <laughs> um, well, probably shouldn't admit it, but yes, I do. I'll, I'll talk to them and say, it's all right, it's, this is quick, and it's almost over, and thank you for letting me handle you, and yeah, I do talk to them. More from biologist Bryn Parr, Nome, Alaska, coming up a little later on. Right now, though, let's make a swing down to Oklahoma. Ronnie Smith, Ronnie Smith and Susanna Love at Smith Kennels, bird season's upon us. And Ronnie has some great advice for dog owners when sending your dog to the trainer. Be a part of that training as an owner. Be active in it. Right, Ronnie? Right. That is the, one of the biggest keys to our success. What people have to realize is that when you bring a dog to a trainer, regardless of how long you have that dog with the trainer, as soon as you show up as the owner, the dog is going to assume that the relationship is the same, and he's not going to work for you. So that's why we have our owners come as often as they can so that we can make that transition so that when our owner goes home with his dog, they're going to be successful in the field. Yeah, and that's uh, hands-on in the field, walking with you behind that dog and making that transition. How often or, or how soon? in your three-month training program, you recommend someone come on out and see what's going on? The first 30 days, what we're doing is foundation, and it's very repetitive. There's not much change in the dog, and there's really no place that we can put it, uh, the owner. But the second and third month of the program, we invite the owner to come as often as they can. We have some people that have driven 12 hours every weekend for eight weekends. And you've taken in dogs. You, you get dogs from California, from all over the country. If you want to get a dog booked into to Ronnie Smith's training program, the key here is get in early, right? Yeah, we've been very blessed um, with the business, and so right now you're going to have to call in advance to be able to get in. We're booking up pretty quick. Yeah, if I've got a puppy uh, right now that's six, eight weeks old, and I'd like to start him when he's a year old, I need to be talking to you about next year now. It's not too early. No, that's right. And, and, and if you do have a puppy, there's some things that you can do. When that puppy's about four, or six, four to six months of age, uh, that's an ideal opportunity to expose that dog to birds, to uh, build on the, the inherent prey job that he's got. And what you're doing, too, is you're just preparing that dog for formal training when he comes of age. Smith Kennels feeds their client dogs and their personal dogs Purina Pro Plan Performance Formula in the purple sport bag. Hey, you should too. It's at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. Hey, I'm Billy Kinder. If you offer goods or services to the outdoorsman or woman, Kinder Outdoors is the perfect place to spread the word. At Kinder Outdoors, we reach tens of thousands of hunters, anglers, and outdoors folks each week that would appreciate hearing about you. For more information, visit kinderoutdoors.com and click the Advertise button. Then 
view our media kit. Outdoor gear and skills are in high demand right now. Let us hear from you. After Red Stick 1, outdoor author Ken Kirkaby's sequel, Red Stick 2, is a must-read. Virgil Clary is sent to South America, where he uses his unique tracking skills to find an American engineer abducted by revolutionaries. Kirkus Reviews says, assured writing, a locomotive plot, and nonstop suspenseful action in a series that shows no signs of slowing down. Ken Kirkaby is an outdoor writer that truly lives the outdoors, and his books are all available on Amazon. Introducing Canyon Valley Provisions. Grass-fed beef is high in omega-3s and conjugated linoleic acid, which is known as CLAs. In layman terms, it's a type of fat that your body can use, and it doesn't damage your heart or any part of your vascular system. Buy better beef for your family. We manage holistically, or some people call it regeneratively. We want everything that we do to be a part of our good stewardship of the land. We think that's what God's put us here to do, so... The cattle are healthy and the land's healthy. We want both. We don't want one or the other. If you were to buy a grass-fed, grass-finished steak by the pound, you'd pay anywhere from 18 to $30 a pound. But if you buy a quarter, half, or whole, you're ranging from anywhere $7.80 and below. So you're paying a third of the price for that steak and, you know, those good cuts. And you get a whole lot more bang for your buck when you buy in bulk. Don't let 2020 happen in your home again. CanyonValleyProvisions.com Raising cattle in West Texas for five generations. Ag Texas. The name itself says trust, honesty, strength, and tradition. Ag Texas has from the get-go been dedicated to the prosperity of agriculture and rural America. The Ag Texas family can help grow your herd or your operation. Give us a call and talk to Ag Texas Pros about risk management in the form of crop insurance, protecting borrowed capital and savings. We specialize in everything from dairy cows to pecan trees and have the right financial tools and knowledge at Ag Texas to help you grow and grow safely. We can't tell you when it's going to rain again, but we can assure that your crop, your cows, your family, and the family land are secure and protected no matter the storm or the dry spell. We are agriculture at Ag Texas, and we look forward to visiting with you. Ag Texas is at agtexas.com and just down the road. Hi, I'm Corey Mason, CEO for DSC, inviting you to the 2024 DSC Convention and Sporting Expo. Again, we will be at the K. Bailey Hutchison Convention Center in Dallas, January 11th through the 14th. This celebration of conservation, education, and advocacy work is enjoyed by outdoors men and outdoors women from around the globe. Do you want to hunt Alaska, Africa, Scotland, or even just down the road from home? The DSC Convention and Sporting Expo will feature outfitters from every spot you can dream of. Fine art, clothing, jewelry, gear, and terrific opportunities await you and your family this January in Dallas. Nightly banquets, fabulous auctions both in person and online. Raffles for dream trips and gear. The 2024 DSE Convention and Sporting Expo at the K. Bailey Hutchison Convention Center in Dallas, January 11th through the 14th. Get more details about the auctions, banquets, hotels, and more at biggame.org. It is the dream of the animal rights fanatics to suppress your most natural connection to the earth, to sell you a life filled with urban fascinations, 
to ignore that death is life's unwavering partner. Together, creating a relationship between predator and prey that makes it possible for us all to survive. To the hunter, this world's most honest steward, these fantasies are the poisonous, perverted manipulations of social misfits who would take this planet hostage. They should startle you and awaken you to trust the hunter in your blood. This is where heritage is guarded just for them. Kinder Outdoors. My friends at Joshua Creek Ranch feature the finest upland bird hunting on planet Earth. The best bird hunting in Texas is five-star at Joshua Creek Ranch. But don't overlook the other opportunities. There's a naturally occurring axis herd in the Texas Hill Country, uh, and these critters are delicious on the table, a terrific and challenging hunt, and they love Joshua Creek Ranch. Low fence, by the way. The habitat and feed are spectacular. Well tended by the folks at Joshua Creek Ranch. And that's why the Axis deer are always there when I am. And when you're there. Take a look at the Axis hunting at Joshua Creek Ranch and you'll discover like I did years ago that this hunt at Joshua Creek Ranch needs to be checked off your bucket list. Learn more about Joshua Creek Ranch at kinderoutdoors.com. Good to have my friend Joel Colander back with me from Rock Island Auction, Rock Island, Illinois. Hey, Joel. Billy, it is a pleasure as always. It's always so cool to talk to you because sometimes you've got Teddy Roosevelt's guns for sale. Sometimes you guys uh, deal with a lot of very historic guns. Just give, give people an example uh, what some things you guys have featured at Rock Island Auction Company? It's a, it's incredible. Oh man, that's a good one. Uh, of course, we actually made this year's Guinness Book of World Records uh, because last year we sold Han Solo's blaster pistol from the original Star Wars movie. <laughs> that's greatness. <laughs> Just over a million dollars. I know it's not your typical firearm, but oh my goodness! But you're right. We have done Teddy Roosevelt. Alexander Hamilton, Elvis Presley in our last auction. One of his revolvers went over uh, just at, at $200,000. So, Celebrity Arms, no stranger here. Yeah. No, you guys, if it if it's out there, uh, you want to check with the guys at Rock Island Auction Company because they know all about it, I promise you. And I don't want guys to think that you're – because I, they hear you and me talking about the spectacular, like Teddy Roosevelt mm-hmm. and Elvis – uh, but I want people to realize that if you're looking for a, a rifle for deer season, this is a very good opportunity for you to uh, do a little shopping, get a bargain, and no matter what you're looking for, it's there. Oh, absolutely. They're they're catering to collectors and shooters and hunters at all levels. So, yeah, everybody hears about the six-figure guns, and those are impressive. They're world-class items. But, man, this not, not at the expense of just – Everyday gun owners want to go out and shoot or go out and hunt. Um, in fact, between right now and our next big December premiere, we're going to have three separate sales. Each one's going to be about probably a thousand guns. 
and it'll have, like you said, everything, whether you want uh, small bore, big bore, shotguns for goose or duck, or whether you walk in a field, or if you're looking to do a little handgun hunting. Um, and again, whether it's modern, if you're looking for an old classic lever action, it's it's all things for all for all folks. You guys do a really good job, and you must never sleep. You must be up day and night of of documenting each and every piece in your auction. Uh, for example, a Remington Model 7400 carbine, you click on that, and it gives you all the information that you would like to know, like excellent near-new condition, 95 to 98%. You, you really break it down, do a great job, tell us what the wood is like, uh, what the barreling's like, uh, everything that we need to know. Uh, so you're not going into this blind. Absolutely. I mean, you, as gun guys, you you got to know what you're going to spend your money on before before you place the bid. And we really try our best to do that, not to represent them any worse or better than the guns are. They just have to stand for themselves, uh, a good, honest representation. And if people need more information, boy, we get questions before every auction, like hundreds of questions, or requests for additional photos. You know, someone wants to see uh, the, a different marking or, or inside the chamber, anything like that. Like, they're happy to do that if it helps people, you know, feel a little more confident in placing those bids. I, I've got a question. I want to know if I'm if I'm first of all, how easy is it for me to create an account, and then how easy is it to to bid? How easy is it to then get my firearm if I win the bid? Well, it's all we try to make about about like falling off a log. Uh, <laughs> That's ready, good. No, it is. I, no, can, of do, course. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> Our auctions, of course, predate a lot of the internet. So for those who aren't necessarily the most tech savvy, we've got you covered. We, um, you can give us a phone call. We'll take care of things that way. We still have people who mail in or fax in their bids. We do, we accommodate for just about everything. But I will say the internet makes it a heck of a lot easier. And that's where you, you know, can review all the photos and you can, you know, read the descriptions that you were talking about. Um, but the internet provides you a couple options. One is just, uh, well, first of all, you sign up, you just punch in your information and you're basically able to go in and place a bid. Very good. That's about as win, If I win the bid? Win the bid. If uh, if it's legal for you to own, we'll ship it to you. You get all the info together. You're very careful, very legal. Oh, absolutely. Yep. We uh, we wouldn't be in business long if we weren't. As, as I'm sure you've heard on the news, there's a few places that, that have had their troubles uh, staying on the right side of things. But uh, not a problem here, and the shipping is ridiculous. Uh, I can't tell you how many emails we get or comments on social media like, you turned my gun into a mummy, and it is. It's the most protected, like they wrap areas of, of like that would protrude, like you remove a bolt handle, you wrap the front sight extra just to make sure it's not going to like poke through any padding. They just go above and beyond to make sure that these things get to you in the same condition they left our building. All right. And, uh, hey, listen, uh, something you've got more October auctions coming up um, just right around the corner. And not only sporting guns. That's correct. Yep, our next one will be um, October 18th. That's one of those one-day sales I was telling you about, but it's 969 lots. So significantly larger than most little little sales uh, you'll find. And there's modern stuff. There's hunting stuff. There's big hunting stuff. Uh, I was checking the, the list yesterday. There's there's a gun in 416 Rigby, and there's a 458 Win Mag, and that's a um, Winchester Model 70 Super Grade. Like oh, just a just a honey of a rifle. This is a Kinder Outdoors Conservation Minute, a focus on people that make a difference.
Freedom Hunters. They say thank you to our very bravest and finest in a very special way. Uh, We're a 501c3 military outreach program. We take servicemen and their families out on outdoor ventures, mainly hunting, fishing, shooting trips all around the country and internationally, too. These trips are more than a thank you and a good time, far more. It invigorates them. The healing comes out of it. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing. I started it just as a thank you, as a give back. I had no idea the therapeutic value of these hunts. I mean, it, it just it changes them. You can see it in their eyes. When they show up at camp, they're quiet and, and reserved. By the end of, end of camp, they're opened up and, uh, you know, chatting with other veterans. It's amazing. You can go on our website. We've got a donation button or just email us and say, hey, here's the opportunity. We'll fit a vet into that opportunity, whatever it is. Freedomhunters.org. Preserving what we love and educating the next generation every day. To learn more, visit us at kinderoutdoors.com. I love the Freedom Hunters, and I hope that you will join us April 14 and 15 in Adairsville, Georgia, at the Barnsley Resort for the Jim Shockey Classic, benefiting Freedom Hunters. This event means a lot to Jim. This is the major fundraiser of the year to send these very deserving veterans uh, from the U.S. and Canada on outstanding hunting and fishing trips like you just heard my friend Anthony Pace talking about there. The Jim Shockey Classic Military Tribute Event, centered around honoring our nation's military heroes, enjoying good fellowship with them, and others that gather together in celebration of these men and women. Sunday, April 14th, Sporting Clays, and a charity auction that evening. Monday, April 15th, the Military Tribute Golf Scramble, where you go head-to-head against Jim Shockey. And then the 19th Hole Barbecue and Golf Awards. It's a lot of fun, and it's very important. Hope you'll plan to join us. Details at kinderoutdoors.com. Back to Nome, Alaska, we go with biologist Bryn Parr when we come back from the coffee pot. You know, I've camped on the ground. I've camped in old trailers and in five-star lodges. But I've never seen a more welcome camp than this one. I'm Walt Garrison, and this is Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. Millions of crucial dollars have been produced through the years as a result of the DSC Convention and Sporting Expo in Dallas, and this January, we'll do it again. Join me, Corey Mason, DSC CEO, January 11th through the 14th at the K. Bailey Hutchison Convention Center in Dallas for one of the most important conservation fundraising events on the planet. Fabulous auctions, silent, in-person and online, banquet halls filled with like-minded outdoors men and outdoors women, and one-of-a-kind auction opportunities, more than 950 vendors featuring the very latest gear, clothing, outdoor-inspired art, and unique jewelry. Meet face-to-face with the most accomplished and accommodating outfitters from every place that you can dream of. New Zealand, Canada, Tajikistan, Idaho, or Mexico. The very best outfitters in the business will be at the DSC Convention and Sporting Expo in Dallas, January 11th through the 14th. More details are at biggame.org. The Quail Coalition has drawn the line. Quail decline stops here. 
South and West Texas and Western Oklahoma are the last strong natural regions for wild bobwhite quail. We've all watched the drastic decline across the southern states of the iconic bobwhite. The Quail Coalition has vowed to do all within human power to not only stop quail decline, but build a future where the quail will flourish across all of its original habitat. If true quail conservation is important to you, please visit quailcoalition.org. Consider a membership, attend one of our fundraising banquets, and please consider starting a chapter in your home state. Together, let's sustain and restore huntable wild quail populations. Let's encourage and educate interested youth. Let's keep the most brilliant quail minds on earth working on a bright future for our quails. The first step, visit our website, quailcoalition.org. The Wild Sheep Foundation. Our purpose sounds simple, to put and keep wild sheep on the mountain. But from where we stand to the top of the mountain is a challenging and exciting journey. To be successful, we support the top scientific minds in wildlife research. We tell the story and history of the wild sheep in North America to those around us, like you. And step by step, we protect and grow wild sheep populations. If not for the Wild Sheep Foundation, more than $115 million in care, concern, and conservation work would not have happened over the past 40 years. Important work that has seen our wild sheep populations grow from 25,000 or so in the 1950s to more than 85,000 today. Learn more about the worldwide leader in wild sheep conservation. Secure a membership. Attend a banquet. Bid on an auction item. Make an impact on top of the mountain. WildSheepFoundation.org Hey guys, you've got to get this right. Take your venison to Cinnamon Creek Ranch. Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing. Hands down, the best anywhere. And when you're having those sausages and ground meat made up, don't forget the chicken fried steak. Better than beef and so tender you can cut them with a fork. Yeah, we run them through the tenderizer two or three times depending on, you know, how thick they want them. And uh, we take all the silver and all the fat and anything. It's just pure meat. And when you see that hog rooting around, put him in the bed of the truck and take him to Joe Masakio's Cinnamon Creek Ranch. People don't realize how good tasting they are, wild hogs. Um, if you keep them around 150 or just shy of 200, they're really, really good eating. Um, sausage and uh, stickers, which are, we take them out of the hams and we marinate them and, and put them on a skewer. And man, they're, they're the cat's meow, man. Cinnamon Creek Ranch Wild Game Processing, Roanoke, Texas. Premier in the wild game industry. CinnamonCreekRanch.com Flush that old bird dog out of that chair and have a seat. You're in camp with us at Kinder Outdoors. Hey, we love hearing from you. Take a minute this week and drop us a note. Let us know where you are and how you hear the show. And we'd also like to say thank you to the many radio stations across these United States and Sirius XM that air Kinder Outdoors each and every week. We're also available wherever you get your podcasts. Just let them know you want a free weekly download of Kinder Outdoors and Shazam. There it will be on your handheld, your device, your whatever, uh, to listen at your leisure. However you get the show, thank you very much for spending some time with us. We sure do appreciate it. 
This Corner of the Camp House is brought to you by my friends at Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country. Have you ever experienced a high-volume, European-style driven pheasant shoot? It's a ton of action, a ton of fun, especially uh, in a group when you have others with you. It will test your skills as a shotgunner, and you can enjoy this great experience along with the finest lodging and dining available at Joshua Creek Ranch. Check out the high-volume, European-style driven pheasant shoots when you come see me at kinderoutdoors.com and click on Joshua Creek Ranch. Hey, I want to get back to my conversation with Joel Colander from Rock Island Auction Company. You guys are opening up a brand new store in my neck of the woods, right in the middle of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex this December. That's right, right in Bedford, Texas. Uh, it'll be, of course, the first auction at that location, December 8th through 10th, and it's going to be the biggest gun auction Texas has ever seen. That's what we're, we're going to start things off on the right foot. <laughs> and when it's big, when it's Rock Island big, it is big. Can people attend that in person? Can they can they be there? Free and open to the public uh, all three days. That's, again, the 8th through 10th, but the day before December 7th, that's going to be uh, the preview day. So come in, and you can look at and inspect and touch anything in the auction. Again, you don't know what you're going to spend your money on before you bid it, but even if you don't bid, we encourage people to come and and just, I mean, it's an education walking around a room with, with guns filled like that. I know a lot of people in this town, Joel, a lot of people that go to every conservation banquet there is because they want to bid on the rifles and the shotguns and uh, the <laughs> pistols. Uh, and there's maybe, on a good day, maybe six of them up for, for bid. Uh, mm-hmm. And this is a little bit bigger than that. Bedford, Texas uh December seven and eight, go in and take take a, a seven eight I guess seven eight nine. Uh go in on the seventh, get a hands on first hand look at everything in the auction. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, one day preview, three day auction. I think we'll have about twenty one it should be over twenty one hundred lots over the course of three days. And let me tell we knew it's in Texas, so we're bringing a lot of Texas history with oh, us. Oh cool. Whether it's um Frank Hamer, the Rangers whether it's uh, Colt Texas Pattersons, whether it's Walkers that served in Texas. Uh, we've got a couple other Ranger guns that are coming with. It's just, it's going to be something. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'll be there front and center. Joel, always a pleasure talking to you. Will you visit with me again as we get closer to the big uh, Bedford sale? I probably won't be able to contain myself. <laughs> okay, I'll be back in touch. Always a pleasure, Joel. Have a great weekend. Billy, thanks very much. And if uh, people, of course, get any questions on anything, they can give us a shout uh, on the telephone, and we'd be happy to help them through it. Excellent. Thank you, Joel. Hey, we've got just enough time left in the show today to go back to Nome, Alaska, and visit with biologist Bryn Parr a little bit more about her muskox study. Bryn, sometimes to collect the information that you need from these muskox, you have to jump out of a helicopter, right? <laughs> <laughs> sometimes. It depends on what we're doing. But, yeah, one of the current projects that we're working on, we're trying to determine when and why younger muskox die. And so the best way that we found to do that was to put collars on them when they're first born, anywhere from a day to two weeks old, um, and to catch them at that age, uh, yeah, we, we jump off the helicopter skid. We'll come in low, and the calves aren't able to keep up with the adults yet, so they'll just naturally fall behind when the group takes off running. And um, we'll be 
one of us will be stationed on that skid, and as we get close, we'll just take a little jump off and catch the calf and put a collar on it quick and let it go. How long does that take total from the time you leave the skid of that helicopter to the time you're finished with your work? Uh, the average time this past spring was 16 seconds. Oh, yeah. You've got to get it done fast because I'm thinking Mama Muskox over there is not real happy with you guys, you know, whatever you're doing to that cat. And they are not happy at all. Um, and we, <clears throat> they're just a, they're a very unique animal, and it doesn't take much for the mama to just forget that she had a calf and walk away. So we're, we try to minimize scent transfer, so we'll wear gloves and we'll wear leg uh, booties that will minimize the smell of humans touching that animal. The collars we'll throw in a bag of tundra ahead of time so that the collar smells like the tundra that the animals are out on. And then, yeah, we, we try to minimize and make that collaring process as fast as possible to get the calf back with mom as fast as possible. What do these collars tell us? When you collar these calves, what, what, is, what information are you looking for? It is basically alive or dead, and we can, as long as we're out flying, we can track their movements. So the collar is equipped with a motion sensor, and if that animal stops moving, whether it's because the collar fell off or because the animal died, that collar stops moving and eventually the signal switches over and says, hey, I'm dead, come find me. Um, so we'll go out and we'll investigate and try to figure out what happened. Um, and then they're not GPS equipped. They don't give us a location every day in order to find that collar or find the animal. We have to be out physically radio tracking either from the air or from the ground. The muskox, not very many people uh, realize and know that we have uh, a healthy herd of muskox in Alaska in the United States, but uh, just like our white-tailed deer or anything else, these numbers must be managed. Um, the herds must be managed. So there's active hunting of the muskox, right? There is, yes. And you can, I guess, learn more about that through, uh, through the state of uh, Alaska with the Fish and Game folks up there and they can they can tell you about that and and i would think um that brent your work and the work of other biologists there uh determines the season length just like in the lower 48 with our ducks or anything else uh season length and and uh herd control how many numbers you need to to take out yeah that's part of the study on the seward peninsula here is aimed at, at determining that so we're looking at the calf mortality, how many of them die and when and what do they die from. But as part of that, we're also looking at the importance of mature bulls. We're correlating, okay, does this calf die? How many mature bulls were in the group with it? Um, do we need a certain number of mature bulls per group in order to increase the chances of survival? Um, and so basically when we're done with this study, what we hope to take away is looking at how many of the calves survive to be recruited into the population and then also just how important are those bulls to that calf survival. You know, basically, if you're a muskox calf in Alaska, everything's out to get you. Yes. For that first month, you're pretty susceptible to just about anything. Do you ever want to take them home and, like, raise them for the first 60 days in the spare bedroom? <laughs> it has crossed my mind, but I don't think my dogs would approve. <laughs> that may not work out too well. Well, hey, it is absolutely fascinating 
Uh, Bren Parr is a wildlife biologist studying the muskox in Alaska, and I highly recommend you come to my, my website, kinderoutdoors.com. We've got the article by Riley uh, Woodford linked up there so you can read it uh, for yourself and, and learn more about Bren's good work. Thank you so much for the, for the muskox education today, Bren. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. And one of these days, I'm going to I'm gonna call you and say, Bryn, I'm coming to the airport. Pick me up. Show me a muskox. <laughs> you might not even need my help. You'll probably see him as the plane comes into land. <laughs> I want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for the time we've had together and invite you back next time around. Till then, may God bless you and your bunch. Yeah!